Welcome to another episode of Adding Up, the podcast. I'm your host, Serena Ryan. This podcast is all about sharing my financial education, my journey to become debt-free, and in the process, share my learnings so that I'm not the only one who gains from all this experience. I'd love you to be able to gain inspiration and perhaps a bit of education along the way to make key changes in your life to become debt-free. I am not a financial advisor. Everything I speak about is lived experience. And in this episode, I'm going to share one of my most challenging weeks I've ever had. And yes, how I lost the plot at the grocery store. I am $154.16 away from cutting up my three credit cards. Two out of the three have already been paid off and closed, but symbolically, once all three are completely paid off, $16,000 worth of debt, I want to cut up the credit cards. I will do that once I've paid the remaining $154.16. Now, those of you who've been listening to the podcast would be sharing my journey with me in the date for me to have paid off the credit cards has been a moving target. I have at times felt I was going to have it paid off by the 14th of February, and then I've had blowouts all the way to a target date, the end of July, but all the way along I have consistently been making payments to reduce the debt. I believed at the end of February, I was on target to have all three credit cards paid off by the 17th of March. I went to America for work and came home on the 7th of March. It was on the cusp of the world going into a state of flux and changing and so rapidly changing in the last few weeks in the previous episode for those who have listened to it you would have heard how I made the very difficult decision to hold off making my final payment on my credit card debt. Where I got to after recording that episode I did my very first Money Talks show on Sunday, two days after the podcast went live. That was on my personal profile, Serena Dorothy Ryan. I really want to talk about debt and COVID-19. I had spoken to my accountant before the previous episode, episode 44, and we had a chat about how important it was in a potential recession. In a recession or depression, how important it is to hold on to cash and to only make minimum payments to retain liquidity and cash so you have options. And as I share the advice I was given, it was all within the context of my circumstances. So right here, right now, I will say to you, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not qualified in any way around this. I'm sharing my lived experience. Anything you hear on this podcast, you should take as general advice and please go and speak to your own accountant. 
and financial advisor. I have been having weekly chats in the last couple of weeks with my accountant and I'm scheduled next week to be meeting with my financial advisor. This podcast, if you haven't already listened to a number of episodes of it, is intended to get you to be more informed and question the experts because I don't want to take away from the advice they give, but I saw a gap in my own financial circumstances and that was me not taking ownership of my own life and what I wanted out of what I was aiming for. Financial advisors and accountants will always want to know what your financial goals are. And if you haven't clearly defined what they are, are able to actually share that with them, then their advice, even if you pay for it, ends up only being general advice. I'm here to get you to question more and then question those experts when they give you that advice. Really does start with you being more clear on what you want in your life. This episode is hard for me because I made all these goals and assumptions based on everything before COVID-19, as in regular travel being possible, speaking at events, doing workshops, and coaching people in digital marketing, because that is my core business. And right now, that's not something I even want to be talking about, because interestingly enough, what I want to talk about even more is debt and money and how we manage it. How do we manage it when all these unexpected things that we never thought would happen are happening? And it hasn't been an easy week for me. I'm $154.16 away from cutting up my credit cards. And when I did the episode last week, I was sitting at $255. Where it changed for me was something kind of interesting. Why I've paid $100 on my credit card debt in the past week when I ended episode 44 saying I wasn't going to pay on my credit cards indefinitely. I didn't know when I was going to have to pay, other than the minimum, anything extra. And something changed for me. And it started with me doing an audit of what I was spending money on. I found increasingly <laughs> and highly motivated, not because I didn't want to go out. It was really understanding more of what was going on and how potentially contagious this current virus is, is I did not want to share it around. And a thing that happened to me was that one of my sons got sick and it was a common cold as far as I'm aware. But because I didn't get sick, because he got sick four days after I came back from America, even though to me that was suspicious and a red flag, I didn't fit the criteria to be tested or for him to be tested. And it put me in a state of not wanting to risk anyone potentially getting anything from us. And I am naturally very cautious not going out, not going out for coming up to four weeks now, having one son get sick and then four days after he got sick, the other son got sick. 
And I haven't been sick at all in that time. But caution has had me stay at home. And now we're in the middle of this pandemic. If we do go outside for anything considered non-essential, it will cost up to $11,000 in fines and six months in jail. So needless to say, we are staying put. It is a very strong reason to stay put amongst the also very strong reason that you don't want to risk getting sick or potentially making others sick. So for me, all of those reasons, not going out, I did an audit of my expenses and found my coffee whilst 18 months ago when I started my journey to become debt-free, I transitioned from cafe coffee daily and potentially multiple cafe coffees and spending up to $25 a day on coffee at cafes, transitioning to going to the local 7-Eleven and buying $1 coffees. And I saved thousands by doing that and put that extra money onto my credit card debt. Now, by absorbing into my grocery budget, my coffee, and yes, I have got a coffee machine at home, I found my going out coffee budget, I do have going out, not just coffee budget, my going out budget. I had $100 there for going out for indulgences over a fortnight. So it's $50 a week. I wouldn't always spend it. I'd regularly put some of that onto my debt to pay my debt down. I realized the whole $100 was right there. And so I paid it on the credit card debt. It felt really good. I think there's no right or wrong way to do this, but I'd encourage you to go, well, what aren't you spending money on now you normally would be due to the fact that you now need to stay home? And that money could cause a shift for you positively, whether that be to pay down debt or have that money allocated to something else that you may want and not able to have because of how tight your financial circumstances are. I really encourage you to look at where your money is going and the change in your spending habits as a result, because there could be a, a blessing coming out of this often stressful, traumatic time. This episode's about me losing the plot at the grocery store. Now, one of the things you can leave your house for in our current environment is to do your weekly grocery shop. So I planned, I had my disposable gloves ready. I made sure I covered up as in had long pants, long sleeves and a hat, even more glasses to be able to be as well covered as I could be going out. I thought I was being pretty cautious. I didn't take my handbag. Instead, I grabbed the essential cards I needed. And I had the essential cards in my pocket. I was being really particular. In the grocery store I shop at, I got there and I was feeling pretty proud of myself. I decided I was only going to use plastic bags because I'd minimise risk rather than my cloth reusable bags. Then at the store, after parking the car, getting in there to the grocery store, I noticed, oh no, I needed 
a coin to operate the trolleys. Put a coin in to get the trolley to pop out. A $1 or a $2 coin. And I'd left my wallet at home with no coins. Then I looked at the baskets, picked up a basket, and thought that means I'm only going to be back at the shops in another two or three days because that's not enough food for me to buy for a family of four. So I put the basket back down, went back over and stared at the trolleys. There's no way I can get a trolley. What am I going to do? I thought maybe I can carry two baskets. Went and picked up two baskets. Then I thought this is crazy. I'm going to put down the baskets. And then I noticed the security man looking at me. He was observing. Then I looked over and the lady supervising the self-checkout checkouts was also looking at me. I went over and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I was being prepared. I thought I was doing the right thing. I don't have any coins. Can I purchase a token so I can use a trolley? She could see I was wound up. And she puts a hand in her pocket and she pulls out a plastic, mm, funny-shaped thing. But she said, you pop this thing in the trolley, in the $1 slot, and the trolley will pop out. I'm like, what do I owe you for that? She goes, it's okay. Go do it. Bring it back. I'm like, okay. I caught my trolley, and I realized the tears were welling up in my eyes. So much kindness. I didn't know how to handle it. I handed back to her very carefully, of course, social distancing as much as I could, wearing my gloves, and I was able to complete my grocery shop. Completed the grocery shop, got home, carefully unloaded the groceries out of the car, carefully took them in, washed them all off, packed them all away, took a couple of hours. I was exhausted by the end of the process, realized how grateful I am to still be able to do my grocery shop and be able to buy food that the shelves are reasonably well stocked. No, I couldn't buy toilet paper, but I got the other essentials. Interestingly enough, one of the hardest things for me to do, even though I stuck to my routine of buying my groceries as I normally do, sticking to my $100 a week budget, I found that what I wanted to resort to was to really stock up on comfort food. I really had to resist the urge to buy chocolate and carbs, lots of potatoes and bread and all these comfort foods that would completely blow my budget. My level of awareness was that I didn't need to buy those things. I still stuck to what I needed to buy. I still wrote my list and I became incredibly grateful for the routine I put in place since October 2018 to write out my grocery list, keep my tally of how much everything cost while I was shopping and then be able to purchase it all at the end knowing I was well stocked. The biggest adjustment with my grocery shop at the moment is I'm making sure I'm buying mints and I'm making sure that I'm buying frozen vegetables and I'm adjusting to enable things to last longer. Like I bought a big chunk of pumpkin. I made 
geez, about seven serves, eight serves of pumpkin soup. I've made multiple lasagnas so that I've been able to freeze food. So when I make a dish, I make sure there's enough to freeze or have leftovers the next night. It's adjusting to more foods that would be bulked up with, say, having mashed potato or having pasta and rice just to enable things to last a bit longer. So my grocery shop is rather than being weekly, I'm stretching it out to being 10 to 12 days. I'm hoping from next shop I'll be able to get it out to 14 days because being able to do that does mean I'm adjusting the money, which is why it's so important for me to evaluate what I'm spending money on and what I'm not spending money on and adjusting that budget accordingly. And then being able to stretch meals out further by bulking them up with carbs. And that's okay. The adaptability is that I've got the fundamentals of my budgeting in place. And don't be afraid to do that. I still see the immense power in setting budgets. Speaking to my accountant this week, he said how important it is to talk through worst case scenarios. So if certain things happen, what would you do next? And I'd liken it to, there was in January this year, we had the bushfires and we are close to the bush here and having a bushfire plan in place. And the ads you would see on TV for the bushfire plans is once the fire is on top of you, it's too late to create the plan because you're in a state of survival and stress. So you'll leave things at home as you're trying to flee the fire and all the basics are gone. But if you've made the plan before that hits, you can activate the plan more successfully. And I see how important that is now in a state of change in the economy and financial uncertainty with some things, how important it is to have those plans in case things happen. It doesn't mean you have to activate them, but you should be trying to think of those plans before things happen. This whole experience for me of becoming debt-free and putting these new habits in place, I'm so grateful. Something else my accountant also said to me this week was if I had a high-interest credit card, how there would be opportunities to look at your finances differently, to see what could you do to manage that debt. And the most proud thing I could say when he asked the question was we didn't have to discuss that because I no longer have high interest credit cards. I said, well, actually, I've got $154.16 owing on one credit card. And after next pay, I'll be using my coffee money to pay it down and my allowance that I allow myself for treats in each pay cycle, that credit card will be gone that stress at a time when there's financial uncertainty, I don't have to worry about. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad if you do have any credit cards. I share that more to recognize myself of how far I've come, hopefully inspire you to see how possible these things are, even when things seem impossible. Because the whole time I have been paying down debt, it's never been a pressure for me to go out and work crazy hours and earn more and more money. It's about being better with what I already have. And in this time now, I see the value of that in 
being able to share that message with anyone and everyone, there are opportunities by being smarter with what you have and making different decisions. Even the power of asking yourself the question, do I need this? And stopping yourself before you have any unconscious spending is powerful. Now, just to change things up a bit, chatting with my lovely brother, who (laughs) is an incredible artistic and creative cook, not qualified as a chef, but I believe he makes food of chef quality. We're having a chat this week and we're talking about the fact that one of my sons is really into cooking and that has been fantastic for us because buying the raw ingredients to do cooking can often be very cost-effective and at this time as well, the more we do cooking and baking, it reduces the need to go to the shops as frequently. And he shared with me a very unconventional cooking show on Instagram TV. I'm going to share a link in the show notes so you can be inspired by this particular, I'm not sure if he's a cook or a chef, but he does his cooking show and he seems to have some training behind him, but it's not overtly obvious. And the particular cooking show, I have to put it out there and say to you, I did find it very funny, but if you don't like swearing, don't listen. The show I find at this particularly stressful time, some great light comic relief, and the message, if you could get past the swearing, is how to do some great cooking with the basics you have available to you potentially at home instead of buying ready-made jar sauces. It means that you could be having some really high-quality meals at home that you could appreciate that are cost-effective and healthier for you as well. Now, I did mention earlier in this episode, every Sunday I have a new show at Serena Dorothy Ryan on Facebook, 2 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's the opportunity to talk about money and debt. I believe I'm around here with a driven purpose to remove the shame of talking about money. Now, I will be talking about money, mentioning this show, and giving the opportunity for others to do the same. Love to hear from you there. Either way, know that every Friday I am here adding up little changes to make big differences and rewrite my financial future.